Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hai Kopijana Vallava Hirivarid Hai Yasudanandana Rajasana Ranjana Yasudanandana Rajasana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Opijana Vallapa Hivarin Hai Opijana Vallapa Hivarin Hai Yasudanandana Vajrasyana Ranjana Yodanandana Vajrasyana Ranjana Yamunatira Vanashari Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya This is Misha Bhagavan Das broadcasting from Gallows Pole. We're not really qualified to give Shimad Bhagavatam class, but by default we try to make the show go on. Sometimes when there's an emergency, they let prisoners out of the jail to take part in the bucket brigade. So try to do our best to present some of this transcendental knowledge, Srimad Bhagavatam, 
Canto 1, chapter 8, verse 33. Apare Vasudevasya Devakyam Yachito Abhyagad Ajas Twam Asya Shen Maya Barhaya Suradisham Apare Vasudevasya Devakam Yachito Bhyagad Apare Vasudeva Devakyam Please repeat. Devakyam Yachito Bhyagad In the book, it's written as one line, just two lines. That's the breakdown. Ajas twam asya shemaya badhaya cha surdisham apadevasudevasya. Eva Kyam Yachito Biagat Others. Vasudevashya of Vasudev. Devakyam Devaki. Yachito being prayed for. Abhigat took birth, ajas, unborn, twam, you are, asya, of him, shemaya, for the matter of good, badhaya, for the purpose of killing, sarad bisham, of those who are envious of the demigods, Translation. Some others say that being prayed by both Vasudeva and Devaki, you, you, you have taken your birth as their son. Undoubtedly, you are unborn and still you take your birth for their welfare, as well as for killing those who are envious of the demigods. Please repeat. Some others say that being prayed by both Vasudeva and Devaki, 
you've taken your birth as their son. Undoubtedly, you are unborn. And still you take your birth for their welfare, as well as for killing those who are envious of the demigods. Report by Srila Prabhupada. It is also said that Vasudeva and Devaki, both in their previous birth as Sutapa and Prishni, underwent a severe type of penitence to get the Lord as their son. And as a result of such austerities, the Lord appeared as their son. That was only a source. Otherwise, as it is already declared in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord appeared for welfare of all people of the world and to vanquish the Asuras or the materialistic atheists. So here we have Krishna being a Krishna is being praised here. And Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. So one might ask what is the supreme lord doing with uh, small projects like being the son of Vasudeva and Devaki. We were hearing about a lady that tried to, uh, she took her hands off the wheel and went through and drove through a red light because she wanted to test if God would save her. And she had a child in the car and she got arrested and uh, after the accident. So, the commentator said that, you know, God doesn't have time for this, to take care of this lady going, uh, protecting her and going through the red light because he's busy running the universe. So, actually, God's omnipotence is that he can be in every single person's, every living entity's heart. And is actually is unlimited expansion. For someone who tries to understand this with, with, with through mental speculation, it's 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 overwhelming, and that's why Christians call it hokshaja because his greatness is is inconceivable. I remember one time, uh, I think it was Billy Graham that said that you can't see God because he's so big you can never get far enough away that you know to 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 be able to see him because he's just too big. So how is it that you can see God and at the same time he is so big that 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 he actually can't be seen. It's certainly in all his glories you can't totally fathom the, the greatness of the supreme personality of Godhead. We were raised on biblical knowledge that God created the earth in seven days and and he said, let there be light. And in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was Hare Krishna. And that's a, that was my uh, li- pre- preliminary 
explanation of, of who God is. That God is the creator. He's so great that he can create. He created this, this world and he created all the illuminaries and, and then, uh, as time went by, I came in contact with this, the devotees of A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Srila Prabhupada, and received the Srimad Bhagavatam. So my, the knowledge, the knowledge is, uh, greatly expanded of God. One time, uh, someone, a reporter asked Tamal Krishna Goswami, what's the difference between uh, the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam? So Tamal Krishna Goswami explained that it's like the difference between kindergarten and graduating with a degree in a PhD in advanced calculus. Kindergarten, everything that's taught to you in kindergarten is true, right? It's, you know, one, one plus one, uno plus one is, is dos, right? So, when you go from the uh, primary school and then you finish the university with a PhD in calculus and higher mathematics, you, you know a lot more, but still, the the basicos one plus one is still true. So the Bible gives us. Tamal Krishnamurti compared that that the Bible to the Bhagavatam is compared to a first grade text, textbook and the encyclopedia of knowledge. And in this way, we are able to learn more about who God is. So then, when you read Srimad Bhagavatam. There's more knowledge of who God, God is, not only the creator, but there's details. How did God create? Como es la creación? The, uh, the way it's done is Krishna. Krishna is the, is the uh, santo nombre. El suprema, da, suprema, suprema personalidad del Dios. La supremo. So Krishna, he has expansions. Krishna, he, he expands in order to enjoy unlimited transcendental pastimes. So when Krishna expands, his uh, primera expansion is uh, Vishnu. And we've seen Vishnu, right? Vishnu has uh, cuatro brazos. He's, uh, the God is uh, the on veneration. El, the El Supremo, the Toro el, el Dios. And Vishnu expands by giving a, a lotus flower comes from his navel. And what Vishnu does is he creates the material universes. So he lies down on the casual ocean and, and de la, the Cuerpo del Dios and Comienzas the universes. The universes come from from Vishnu's uh, pores, actually. So this this universe that we're in, if you go outside in exterior and you look up in Durante uh, la uh, Noche, and you see muchos uh, uh, astros, verdad, and in grande 
universe. It's, it's uh, muchos planetas, uh, uno, uh, one sun, and there's one moon that lights it up. The sun lights up the, the day, and then the moon lights up the night. These are two uh, ojos of Krishna. And then, from Krishna, then once these universes are all manifest, then Krishna again expands himself into Vishnu, Karana Dakshai Vishnu, Shir Dakshai Vishnu, and there Krishna, in that form, he creates Lord Brahma. Now, if you've ever been to Thailand, you'll see that there's deities of Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma is uh, this is sometimes called Bhagavan. He's worshipped by a lot of people because he's he's representing Krishna and he's 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 the most powerful personality within our material universe. And he has four heads, cuatro cabezas, and he but he's able to look in all four directions: east, north, west, and south. So, with all with extra arms and extra heads, he's able to do <laughs> the grande trabajo of uh, creating the universe. Putting he 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 takes all the material elements and puts them together and builds the 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 planets and builds you know the, with the different elements of earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Lord Brahma combines everything and builds and and builds the universe. So then. Krishna, as Lord Vishnu, he he glances upon the universe and injects the life, Vida, goes into the all the living entities and the beginning of creation, and everything comes to life. Life comes from life, Vida de la Vida. So, in this way, we have. In there are eight million four hundred thousand different species of of lives. Uh, ocho mil cuatro cientos ocho mil millones cuatro cientos mil mil uh, diferentes vivientes in, in the material mundo uh, humanos animales insectos diferentes. So, pero uh, the desires of the living entities, you know, what, what, what people, how they sow and what they, how they reap, comes, Krishna fulfills everyone's desires. And this is how Krishna operates. He's actually fulfilling everyone's desires, and in this way, the world is going on. People, people aren't exactly doing anything except for desiring. And then Krishna gives them the, the ability to, to fulfill their desires. So, that's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. He says in the Bhagavad Gita that he comes to protect his devotees and, and destroy and annihilate the miscreants. And that's very similar to what today's verse is. Today's verses that some others say that being prayed by both Vasudeva and Devaki, you've taken your birth as their son. Undoubtedly, you are unborn and still you take your birth 
for their welfare, as well as for killing those who are envious to the demigods. So we say that Krishna is unborn because um, Krishna is eternally. All the, all the living entities, all the spirit souls, everybody's eternal. And uh, for the soul, there's never birth nor death. Never having one spin, does it ever cease to be? It's unborn, undying, eternal. And Krishna is the same. Krishna is unborn because when he comes to the world, he doesn't take birth like we do. Uh, nosotros is the alma interior on a cuerpo. You know, we're all spirit souls inside of a body. But Krishna, when he appears, he's in his self-same form. He, he's, he's without veins. He's with, uh, his, his body is completely spiritual. So that's why he's called unborn. He doesn't come into the material world under the control of his own energy. He, but he's the supreme controller and chooses when he wants to appear in the material world. So Krishna appeared around 3000 BC in his original form, which is being addressed here. So, and then Krishna protects his devotees. So, in this way, uh, we pray to Lord Nishingadev every day for protection. Because Lord Nishingadev protected Lil Prahlad, Krishna's devotee. So, we want to, we want, we, we all looking for shelter and we're all looking for protection. So, Krishna can give that, that to us, particularly in his form as Lord Nishingadev. So, we sing, Tabakara Kamala Varena Kamabhuta Shingam Dalita Hiranyakasipu Tanubringam Keshavadvita Narhari Rupa Jai Jagadisa Hare Jai Jagadisa Hare Jai Jagadisa Hare Jai Lord Nishingadev And then in this Kali Yuga Krishna comes again as Lord Sri Taitani Mahaprabhu Sri Taitani Mahaprabhu is Krishna coming to save people through the movement, what we call the Sankraton movement. The Kantadar, the Santo Nambres. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In previous incarnations, Krishna protects his devotees by killing the demons. If you read the Ramayana, the story is about Krishna in his form of Lord Ram, and he protects the devotees and like his 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 uh, wife Mother Sita, and she able to uh, and he protects the inhabitants of, of Ayodhya against and the sages in the forest by killing different demons like Ravana, for instance. Ravana was a ten-headed demon. And Lord Ram shot him full of arrows until he he was dead. And then again, Krishna killed so many. When Krishna came in the next in the incarnation of his original form, he killed many demons, Bakasura, Dinakasura. But in Kali Yuga, there's so many demons that uh, Krishna can't uh, protect his devotees. 
in by killing out all the demons because in Kali Yuga sometimes you have the demoniac and the devotee in in, in the same person, you know, like because people people are brought up as demons, and then they become devotees, and you have like both demon and devotee in the same person, and they have unlimited demons in this Kali Yuga. So Lord Chaitanya, at that incarnation of Krishna, had a different mission to save people through by killing their demoniac mentality by eliminating evil from their existence through the process of bhakti yoga through the process of sankirtan and this sankirtan of singing hari krishna and dancing in ecstasy and and taking prasadam it's the method for, in this age for Krishna to fulfill his his mission of protecting the devotees and annihilating the demons by annihilating the demoniac mentality of the fallen conditioned souls in the age of Kali. So what do we mean by the age of Kali? Well, there's four different yugas and things go from good to bad within scope of many thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. In the beginning of the uh, yugas, there's the Satya Yuga, where everybody's worshiping God and there's no dishonesty or uh, it's a peaceful existence. There's no disharmony in the world because everybody is centered, everybody's lives were centered around serving Krishna. But then as time went by, um, we come up to the Treta Yuga and then the Dwarpa Yuga. In the Treta Yuga, people worship Krishna by performing great sacrifices so that everybody can become purified. Because there was beginning in the, after the, in the Treta Yuga became the first dissension amongst people. And then there was the next yuga was Dwarpa Yuga, where Krishna appeared. And in Dwarpa Yuga, they recommended temple worship, uh, iglesias, like to go to a temple and worship Krishna. <coughs> we still have that project here with Shushi Radha Kalachanji in this temple. But then comes the Kali Yuga. And then in Kali Yuga, people become more and more uh, irreligious. There's four principles of religiosity. Uh, mercy and truthfulness and austerity and cleanliness. Right? Limpiosa, uh, austeridades, verdaderas, the truth, and mercy, mercy, Mercy uh, Kyoda. Como se dice mercy in Espanol? Gracias. Okay. <laughs> Gracias. So, this, these cuatro principales is the uh, the básicos of religion and uh, spiritual life. So, welcome to College Changes. So, in this day and age, because people are, people become very, have become very degraded. And life, 
is become very difficult. So people don't have a tendency to come to the temple anymore, right? You can see, I, I went to, I was in Guadalajara, Mexico a few years ago, and on a Sunday morning I went to the, a gigantic church in Guadalajara, Mexico that was built in the year 1520. Grande Iglesia. Room for maybe 2,000 people. But there was, and it was Sunday morning, and there was maybe only 10 people in this huge, gigantic church. So I was describing how, like in the, in the Dwarpa Yuga, we, the recommended process for devotion, for serving God was to go to temples and churches, you know, temple worship, like we have today. And we we're fortunate enough today that we're here in the temple. But most, you know, this is a city of uh, almost 2 million people. So out of all of them, there's the four of us who are here in the temple. Because everybody's busy, right? They're either in the mode of ignorance, asleep, or they're caught up in the mode of passion, heading down the freeway, <laughs> caught up in the traffic jams trying to get to work. So there's not much many people in the mode of goodness that are sitting in here in the Shemad Bhagavatam class at this time. That's the uh, age of Kali. And we can see it in the age of Kali that um, as people become more and more irreligious, then uh, the conditions of the world become more and more difficult. And, and uh, there's so much suffering. Uh, and just in our own lives, we can all remember when there was, when we were younger, there was a lot less suffering than there is now, you know. I mean, Maybe 30 years ago, you might not even imagined how bad it could get, where we could come up with the, like this coronavirus and the, and it's, uh, all the restrictions and the, the whole world shutting down and the, and the Soylent Green vaccine and so many different strife. You know, the, it's, this is all called, this is all symptoms of the Kali Yuga. Uh, it's going to become progressively worse. We read in the 12th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam that Kali Yuga in the Futura is uh, more and more miseries. There'll be more disease, the disease everywhere, and we'll lose the uh, all the nice things that, that that all the nice things of nature. You know, as Kali Yuga progresses, there'll be uh, uh, no more no more vegetables. Sin vegetables. There'll be no more ghee and milk. There'll be no more um, sugar. Prabhupada says there'll be no more sugar as Kali Yuga goes on, and there'll be um, nothing left to eat except for one another. People will just be eating people. Okay, so um, so we've seen that these kind of these symptoms of Kali Yuga are. Increasing, we just see them in our life. And even if, even if we've only been, even if we're young, we can see that things are moving pretty fast in that direction. It's it, some things that are hard to imagine. Now will be will take place in the future. Just like Prabhupada said, there'll be no sugar in the Kali Yuga. Well, right now there's so much sugar, right? You can go down to the store, you can go to and get. Big bags of sugar. So, you, so we wonder, you know, what? Prabhupada says there'll be no more sugar. It seems like there's lots of sugar. Prabhupada said there'll be no more ghee. Does, do you all know what ghee is? Ghee is the the uh, 
clarified butter, yeah, from De La Vaca. It's uh, Mantequilla De La Vaca. So Prabhupada said that this will be disappearing. And we've seen that actually just in our own life. Um, when I came to ISKCON, originally, if you went into the, everything was cooked in ghee in the whole temple. If you, I went into the kitchen in 1974 in the little temple in Portland, Oregon, and they had uh, 15 gallon pots filled to the top with ghee, like six or seven of them in the kitchen. And then they had woks. They had woks this big, and those are also completely filled with ghee. Now, if you go in the kitchen, uh, in the restaurant kitchen, there's no ghee whatsoever, zero. And then in the deity kitchen, it's on its last thread, you know, that we're just using tiny little jars. And and uh, so in this way, we've watched ghee. The, and, and then in, in India, to get pure, un, you know, uncontaminated cow's ghee, it costs a fortune, doesn't it? I mean, if, if you if if you if if you want ghee in India, that's guaranteed, absolute pure. You really spend a lot of money, and you have to do some research to find out where to get it. And uh, in this way, we see that uh, these opulences are deteriorating and going away. So the result of, and then there's widespread. Uh, um, disease all over the world, and then there's climatic problems, you know, crazy weather. Uh, we had snow in Mexico this year, and uh, tornadoes, cyclones, so many so many miseries that come from the progression of the age of Kali. So people are uh, disturbed, always disturbed in this day and age, unlucky, short-lived. Uh, a lot of death, you know, a lot, a lot of people dying. A lot of, uh, we have wars that, you know, were indiscriminately bombs dropping and people just getting all blown to pieces. So it's a it's a bad situation, and it's and it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So we naturally you're looking for some hope, you know, some relief, some so where you know, tell me something good. And what is that? It's the news of Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya's moon is rising, and you know it's not surprising. We'll be dancing in the streets, telling everyone we meet that we're going home. So Lord Chaitanya, his method of, he was was an incarnation of Krishna, but he didn't come to kill the demons. He came to kill the demoniac mentality. Uh, And that is done through his process. He gives us a, a... process, a, a, a way to, that in the midst of of, a, of complete chaos and, and destruction and, and misery, we have uh, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra to give us purification. Because Krishna and his name are the same. The Santo Nombres, El Dios y Su Nombre is mismo. Is non-different. Krishna and, and by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Then the the heart, the courtesan, is Olympias of courtesan. That this the heart becomes cleansed of all unwanted things, and the uh, 
the soul becomes uh, woken up and and revived. Uh, we're actually all we're actually not these bodies. We're all spirit souls inside the body. We're uh, uh, atato brahma jignasya, and the body, the cuerpo, tienes uh, seis diferentes cambios. The body has six different transformations. First, the body is born, and then it grows for a while, and then it reproduces. And that's why we're really on top of our game, right? In the middle of life, we have we finish university, you get a good job, get married, uh, have children, and then there's a time of, of, of intense activity you know, for some 20 years as you work very hard and raise the children. And then uh, the body starts to go into what's called dwindling. That's the next process. Uh, dwindling is uh, deterioration of the cuerpo. It becomes like poco poco, but we we all feel it, you know. Sooner or later, like sometimes on the job, somebody will say, I'm getting too old for this. Right? You ever heard that expression? <laughs> well, how, how come we get too old for something? Well, because the body's changing. The body starts getting old. And then we start uh, getting the symptoms of old age. As you know, the body starts breaking down. and we, um, Maybe you haven't experienced it yet, but one day you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to find your first gray hair. And you're like, oh my God, there's a gray hair. Well, you can kind of brush it out, you know. <laughs> oh, there's more. Uh-oh, wow, the whole head's gone gray. Oh, and, and oh, now it's going away. All you know, the, the, you start losing the hair. Uh, there's the there was King Dhritarashtra after the Battle of Kurukshetra. He was in living in the house of the Pandavas, and Vidura came and told him that you know you need to give up this place because and go to and go to the Himalayas and just give yourself to Krishna and give up this whole material world. He said, you know, what are you waiting for? You're too, you're, you're, look how old you are. You're blind. Your teeth are falling out. Your hair is gray. You know, give it up. So that's the problem with the body, that, that it, it deteriorates. And then if we don't give, give it up voluntarily, it, it'll give us up, you know, because then it dies. Ash, and then when the body dies... This, it's like a, a car that just, you can't, that gets so old, you just can't repair it anymore, you know. Sometimes, you ever, have you ever had an old car that, that you just can't, you know, it's just sucking up all your money, nickel and diming you, because every time you, you fix something, there's something new, because the car is like 20, 30 years old. It's, uh, the time factor has made it so that it just, it's not gonna, at a certain point, it can't, How's a, uh, a driver anymore? The driver has to get out and go to another car. So similarly, when this body dies, it's uninhabitable for the for the for the spirit soul, you know, because it just breaks down, and then you have to go on to another body. So the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra cleanses our heart and brings us to the spiritual platform, so that when we leave this body. We don't necessarily have to take another birth in the, in the material world, but we can go back to Krishna. We call it going back to Godhead or moksha or um, 
what they call the uh, liberation of the soul. Uh, when I was a little boy, we used to say a prayer before we went to bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray thy Lord, my soul to take. So, in that way, we were hoping that when we leave this body, we've developed love for Krishna, and we can go back to God. We can go back to um, the spiritual world or whatever you want to call it. Every religion in the world has the concept that there's a, a kingdom, a place that's a better place than this, a place where there's no suffering, where people live eternally full of knowledge and happiness in the service of the Lord. And that's uh, the spiritual world. Here in this temple, we have some pictures of the spiritual world. They're like windows. The ventanas of the uh, mundo espiritual is atrás. Uh, just above your heads, there's a picture of Krishna with his dear most devotees, the gopis. Here's Krishna and Vrindavan lifting over Don Hill. Here's Krishna with his cows. Here's Krishna with Mother Yasoda. Here's Krishna at, in the mother with the Yamuna. Here's Krishna having prasadam with his, his cowherd boyfriends. And here's Krishna coming back with the cows. When Krishna comes back from the cows, he's covered in sandalwood paste and, and uh, forest flowers. So these are pictures of the spiritual world. And this is where everybody's, you can see that everybody's very happy there. So we can go there. We just have to develop the right consciousness. That's what's called Krishna consciousness. And it's reached through the practicing, uh, chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. By as soon as somebody says that 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 mantra, then they they're on their way back to the spiritual world. Eventually, then they Krishna will send them a pure devotee that they can take shelter of, and they can learn, and and through the association devotees learn how to do devotional service and learn how to become God's servant, and how to become a you know a spiritual person. So that way we become free from all the miseries in material existence. This is um, our great hope. And it's very nice because chanting Hare Krishna is done with dancing and chanting, singing and dancing, and prasadam. Talk about prasadam. So that's our method that Krishna's given us so that we can become free from... That's how we're... In this verse, it's described how Krishna protects his devotees. So, in this day and age, he does it through this Lord Chaitanya and his Sankirtan movement, which is a joyful, joyfully performed. It's a it's called causes mercy upon us. So, let's all take to the chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and. Worship the Lord through getting absorbed in, the, in service to Him, and in this way we'll all be, go back to the spiritual world together, back home, back to Godhead. Do you have any com- comments or questions about this verse?
Vi går inte att se fram till helgås. Gracias. Ustedes aquí. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, our next project is we're going to take Bhagavad Prashadam, Krishna's mercy in the form of foodstuffs. And this and go on with our lives. This is a very good way to start the day, to come come to the mandir, chant Hare Krishna, hear about Krishna. I know that uh, when I, after I come to the morning program, and then I, when I, it is just, you never have a bad day with a good 16 rounds. You, know? you start off the day with Krishna, and then you, you come into work, and you're, you're feeling great, you know, happy people. Sometimes people wondering, oh, what's he so happy about? You know? It's because you have that mercy of Krishna. Hare Krishna.